0: This is Quit, a podcast about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and hopefully starting something awesome. My name is Dan Benjamin. My co-host is Hattie Cook. Hi, Hattie. Hi. We're here in uh, Austin, Texas headquarters, 5x5 headquarters, and uh, it's really warm in this room.
1: It's 76 degrees in this room.
0: Yeah, why did that happen?
1: I don't know. Someone said it to that. I had to go in there and punch it down.
0: Because what happened is earlier today when I was recording the Unwound podcast, it was set to 74 and I opened the door and it was sweltering in this room. So I bumped it down to 72 and somebody's reaction to having it be set to 72 was, even though I said it at 74 later, they were still cold. They didn't know that we set it to 74. Then they came they in over-reacted. and they, they, they said, cold in here. And they pushed it all the way up as high as it would go.
1: That's like me in my apartment. I just – I have to make it – I have to sleep with it really cold. But if I don't change it before I go and sit down and watch TV at night, mm-hmm. th- there's a vent that just points straight at where I sit on the couch and it just will blow and blow. I'm under like a blanket. I have socks on, everything. <laughs> but I need it to be cold before I go to sleep.
0: Yeah, everybody has a different threshold of what comfortable is. And they're, they've done lots of studies on this. And they always determine – that uh, at, at surprise to everybody. Here she goes. She's yawning. Surprise to everybody. <laughs> no, I barely don't call had me two out. sentences, and I'm already boring her. Yeah, I'm already bored. They did a study where they determined, guess what, Hattie? Women are more cold than men in offices. Surprise.
1: Yep, because it, the offices are set to um, accommodate men in uh, old-fashioned wool suits.
0: Right? Isn't that crazy?
1: No one even wears, men don't even wear wool suits anymore. Why do we still have to follow that standard?
0: So anyway, you know, what, what you get at these wool suits, right? You're talking about wool suits.
1: Yeah, the wool suits.
0: The wool suits. Dan,
1: do you wear a wool suit?
0: I am not wearing a wool suit. And, i ever wear a wool, but wool suit. But that doesn't explain why things would be set so cold in Austin, Texas, where I don't think anyone's ever worn a wool suit.
1: I feel bad for anyone that has worn Man, a wool in, in suit Texas, in Austin. Texas, miserable.
0: <laughs> But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We have a lot of wonderful uh, topics that uh, Hattie and I have collected over the last week or so, and we have a uh, a couple uh, articles uh, to share with you guys, as well as a couple of uh, interesting emails. Oh, you found it.
1: Yeah, I, I put it to where I could never forget it, oh, in a message to you. <laughs>
0: well, good. Now, b- before we do that... Uh, we had a, a follow-up email. It's not going to be an email show, but we did have a little bit of follow-up. This is from, the, uh, from Edward, a.k.a. Chuk- Chukwu. Oh, yeah. Okay, Chukwu comes back and, and says, thanks for answering my questions about applying for a job. If there's no open vacancy for it and stuff about nonprofits, I really appreciate it, and I'll definitely use your advice after I graduate. I also really enjoyed your geographical musings about Scandinavia and its latent naval powers. Fun fact... Denmark used to own almost all of Europe hundreds of years ago, but they got a bit lazy and gave most of it away. They basically mm. could have been today's Germany had they really wanted to. Oh, well. I think they did well <laughs> by, by maybe not becoming today's Germany, but uh, I yeah. kind of like Denmark as Denmark.
1: Well, and Denmark is one of the four happiest places in the, in the world to live. Really? Yeah.
0: Is that a factual that thing? That is a or factual just, that's thing. Your no, I, I
1: just watched a little thing on it.
0: Like of the four places it's like you Iceland, lived, that's where right, you think was where, It's like Iceland,
1: right, or where I want to live, then <laughs> that's
0: where. Apologies for the confusion around my name, a bit of background. I'm originally from Nigeria, and many, though not necessarily all, Nigerians have this interesting habit when they name their kids. They give them an English name, Edward, Bob, James, John, et cetera, and a few traditional Nigerian names, Chukwiku, Oluwadapo, et cetera. So I made this email account about fifteen years ago and used my Nigerian name for it, but completely forgot about it ever since. Despite the fact that I sign off with my English name, <laughs> and uh, he also apologizes to to us for that, and also to Merlin because he did the same thing on a back to work email he sent. Lord knows how many people I've confused with that. So anyway, uh, you know, I, the reason that I read this back is because it, it got me started to think about names and and little things like that. And when you create your email account, you know, when you create it, like if you were to go to sign up for your Gmail account, which almost everyone uses, if you sign up for your Gmail account and you put in your 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 name, the name that you sign up with, when you're doing it, that name will go even if you use a different email right. client. That's what comes up. That on- name will still show up. Yep. And I had some confusion about that recently because… Uh, I had, we used to have a person who did our bookkeeping Oh yeah, and, uh, she, she is no longer doing it. We have a company that does it now. And I still, I saw like forwarded the accounting at, you know, to, five by five uh-huh. to, to me. And sometimes when I reply, it'll reply from that account and it'll have her name on it. So it looks like it's like I've had other right, people her signature. who would be like they'd say oh you know can you give me an update on you know did you receive our payment for this invoice and I'd write back and they're like oh and say hi to Dan for me I'm like no problem he's right here <laughs> I, Actually, am Dan. I am Dan and you know no problem but I it took me a while to figure out what that was because happening? that that had been set in Gmail that it was still. There that was way.
1: someone, I think it was an intern that we had or something, but every time I CC'd them on an email, it would come up as just uh U.S. holiday. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> well, what was and it? And it somehow took upon uh, their, their email address as a United States holiday, and that was part of the calendar, so, and somehow uh, it all came I was like, that is the strangest
0: so thing So weird. Well, uh, anyway, if you, uh, if you would like to have your email read on the program, we would love to receive it. And to uh, to read it. Now, uh, there's one more email here that I want to read, Hattie, and tell me. You know, I, I get so excited about these emails that sometimes I read them multiple times, and then I get confused. Did we already do this one? I'll so try to remember. Did it, stop me, and uh, I mean, this show will never air never. anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, this email begins thus: Hello, Dan. I've listened to several of your programs over the years and love what you bring to podcasting. I, I like this guy.
1: The end. That's, That's what it. You wrote. know what? The, yeah.
0: Sometimes emails go on too long. And <laughs> right. I would say this can be summarized in, in that. In that mm-hmm. And let's wrap it up. Let's yeah. actually wrap up the show. We'll end on a high note. Sounds good. You can con- – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I especially enjoy Quit. So yeah, I should have kept reading. And this one says Hello Dan, not Hello Dan and Hattie.
1: Remember this – a lot of people will just – they don't um, don't acknowledge me.
0: Yeah. Okay. I've spent many years working as a, co- as a company stooge and want to start something great. I've been working in technology for 28 years, mostly in the printing industry. I've been in IT management for the past 11 years. The past two years have tested my commitment to being in IT and working for someone else. My wife is a psychology professor and has spent much of her career working with families to make more positive relationships. As a matter of fact, one of her friends and colleagues is... Well, I don't want to say who it is. Do, do that'll get he's a friend of the show and I would give away this person who wants their identity withheld.
1: Oh, by giving away the other person, it might give away this. Let his,
0: you know, the inspector would close in on a little bit. Right. We both have a fantastic idea that would involve relationship improvement. We're starting something together and I will stop working at my current job to start the company full time. I will work on the operations and technology of operations. I will also start management coaching to bring in income. And also learn the process of relationship improvement.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: You with me so yep, far? Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I know a lot about technology. I wish we had a little clip of uh, Jay-Z's, you know, brush your shoulder off.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, that, could play That would make a, a really clip. good clip.
0: I know a lot about technology, but I'm not a developer. My question, how would you recommend engaging with freelancers or contractors to help on a technology-driven project? Are there characteristics that l- you that you look for that demonstrate someone will be engaged in the project? And what services should I be looking at when starting a company, accounting, legal? Sounds like you are struggling with shipping," he says. Yeah. <laughs> or she. Oh. I shouldn't have identified a gender even. Thanks for the enlightenment. I would like my name to be withheld. Thanks. Name withheld.
1: Or um, or as they or as they go by, N.W.
0: Yeah. Name withheld. Name withheld. So NW, let me take the last part of your question first because I think it's universal and it would be very helpful to people. Uh, What services should I be looking at when starting a company? You can do a lot to start your company on your own. There are a lot of people who will say uh, you should absolutely hire a tax attorney and or a CPA I'm one of the people who would recommend doing that if it's your first time, because then you know that it'll be done right. You know all the forms, the proper forms and things like that yeah. will be filed. It's
1: someone kind of walking you through it, holding your hand.
0: Don't think to yourself, you know what, I'm going to save a little bit of money by doing this myself. The fact is you will save money, but it's not like you're going then to you'll save...
1: lose the money because you did something wrong. Y- yes,
0: <laughs> yes, yes, you will. You will lose the money. Uh, It's not worth it. It's not worth taking the chance. And most of the time, if you're hiring somebody like a a tax attorney or someone like that to do it, they're not going to charge you too much. They're going to charge you a couple hours of their time. You're talking hundreds of dollars, not thousands, and most likely it's going to be between three and $500 to hire someone who really knows what they're doing, and they will fill out everything for you. They'll do everything for you, and then you can see what they did. You can say, oh, they filed this form. They applied to this thing, and you can ask them why, and they'll tell you, and then you kind of have like if you ever start another company, you have a, a template that you can use. Now, one exception to this, and these guys are not a sponsor, but there are a lot of people who still will start like a Delaware company. Mm-hmm. And the reason you might want to start a Delaware company, there are a lot of tax reasons why you might want to do that. There's other reasons why you might want to do it. I'm not recommending it or anything like that, but I'm saying if you wanted to start a Delaware company, you can go, there are a number of places online that you can like Google. And one of them is called, um, and I have, uh, uh, worked with them. I'm looking for it while I type, uh, they are called.
1: It sounds like a very regal name.
0: Yeah. The, de, you go to Delaware. I'll put this in the show notes. Show notes are going to be at 5by5.tv 5 5. slash quit slash Patty. What number? Oh, are we?
1: we are on quit episode number. Let's see how
0: she delays by Yeah, 104.
1: 104.
0: So you can go there, 5by5.tv uh, 5 5. slash quit slash 104 to get the link. I use this company just called uh, uh, Delaware Inc., also known as hardware, hard, hardware, Harvard, <laughs> Harvard Business Services Inc., I now, like that. if uh, you can learn about why, why Del- you might want to yeah, why, why Delaware, you can learn about that <laughs> and, uh, and and it has good explanations. I'm not saying you should do that, but if you want to do it, they make it very, very easy to do it. They become your registered agent. And and this actually. This website just when you look at it you're like oh my gosh, like this is totally a scam website this looks to-. but no they're totally legit lots of companies use them i have used them right. to Dan incorporate the money business. so it's okay highly recommend them The, the support is great super fast turnaround call, shame wait, on these guys for not, shame on them for not sponsoring and they immediately they
1: called you like 5 minutes after yeah, you submitted this, this the this thing guy, yeah. that was awesome
0: the great service, great company, Delaware, Delaware dot com, Harvard Business Services Inc. But they're great. And they have all the information. They explain how to incorporate. Now, am I telling you to go to this? No, I'm telling you go hire an accountant. Go hire a tax attorney, whatever. But you know what? Maybe stop at this website first and read about it. Lance and and, and at glance it. at it. Learn learn what there is to know.
1: Learn about Delaware.
0: And uh, yeah. Learn why you might want to incorporate there. Yeah. So uh, that was the that that's one thing that that's the kind of service that you should look at. Um, as far as legal, I don't know what legal uh what legally you're going to need to do to insure your 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 company. I don't know what you're doing if you're worried about uh, obligations or some you know someone to work on contracts for you. That's something that you probably would want to hire an attorney for if you're doing something where you're going to be providing a service and you're worried that they're going to like sue you in the end. That, that right. doesn't happen as much as you might think, although we are in a very litigious, litigious world. Right. Uh, like if
1: you were going to make furniture and then like somehow the furniture broke, and broke somebody's leg.
0: Yeah. Would you? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know I don't what know. goes in it. So it's worth talking to an attorney about it and they'll they'll have some boilerplate form they can customize for you for for cheap. Uh, and you know what? Open a bank account. Don't commingle your money. It's very yep. important. Keep
1: it separate.
0: Yeah. So just go to the bank and say, I'm starting a new business. I do this, of course, after you've incorporated or whatever you're you're doing, right. partnership, whatever it is. Go there. What and about say, a DBA? They might not need that. It depends on what they want to name their company. A DBA stands for doing business as. Mm-hmm. And so if Hattie, if you decided to launch your own line of fragrances. Named
1: five by five. Well,
0: no. And, <laughs> and, and, and let's say it was going to be called um, Fragrances by Hattie. Uh huh. Okay. And you wanted to launch that as a business. But let's say you, you didn't want to go through the trouble of incorporating that. It's just an Etsy business, let's say. Right. It's, it's
1: not a le- totally legit full-time thing. It's
0: not a full-time thing. And maybe you're just going to have flow through taxes. You don't even need the LLC entity, nothing like that. Right. right? But you could follow what's called a DBA because if, if you don't do a DBA, you have to have your full name in the name of the company for example oh. hattie cooks fragrances you could you would not need you could just say i'm called hattie cooks fragrances now and people could write you a check and you could take it to the bank and cash it you could do that uh but if you wanted it to be something different like interesting like uh summertime fragrances or even hattie's fragrances or fragrances by hattie or whatever
1: yeah cook fragrances. cook fragrances
0: yeah now yeah, I think you. I think you'd still need a DBA for that one.
1: Yeah, probably. But
0: you wouldn't need to go through the trouble of incorporating. So, the you know there are lots of reasons why you might want to incorporate, including asset protection and other things like that. But uh, depending on what you're doing and how serious it is and how much money, if you're selling you know bars of soap, you probably don't need an right. LLC or an incorporation for that. If you're providing services that might be important to someone's business, and if those services create a problem for that person and they lose potentially lose money on that.
1: Then they can come after you. They could come after
0: you personally and you wouldn't want that. Right. That's why
1: why your business and and your personal are separate.
0: Mm -hmm. So um, those are some things. Now, the first part of his question or her question, how would you recommend engaging with freelancers or contractors to help on a technology-driven project? What what I think uh, NW is asking is... Are, uh, how do you, when he says, when he or she says engage, I think they're saying, how do how do I start working with these people? Right. How do I start working with them? I don't know if that means how do I find them?
1: Or how do you choose do somebody that you know them? is going to do a good job and not just kind of dawdle off? Yeah. That's what I kind of got from it.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, Engage how to the manage, manage them and keep them going. right? Gosh, there's so many answers for this because one of them could involve, if, they, if, they, if this is what they're asking, involve the kinds of tools that you use, project management tools. I love Basecamp, Basecamp.com. Yeah, that was I great. Mean, for me, working with people and, and, and using it like that, it, it's great. Now, if you're talking about code, code management, of course, GitHub is the place to go for that. You can see exactly what people are doing when they're checking it in. And those are just two of the most obvious basic tools we use the heck out of Trello. Can you oh, add these? Yeah. Can you add these to, yep. to the show we'll notes, please? Uh, Trello is wonderful for making lists. It helps you organize what you're working on, when it's being worked on, who's working on it. Um, all of those things are super, super valuable, and they're really affordable. Uh, I mean, I, I what else, Hattie? Those are those are the good ones. As far as like brainstorming and things like that again trello is wonderful for that um slack who doesn't use slack nowadays for just general let's all when we when we start working let's all be on slack
1: i know. know I and know. you have
0: that running, and then there you are. You're in Slack, and I can contact any of the developers or designers. I also talk to my friends there. I talk to my um, the person who helps with system administration on there, and uh, and of course for Fireside, Fireside.fm, our podcast hosting and analytics platform, uh, all of our customers are in Slack, hanging out, and if they have ideas, questions, thoughts, feature requests, uh, even problems, uh, you know, they can jump in the Slack and share it there. I I, I hope that these are the, the, what, what they meant when they said engaging, if they meant actually like, how do I, how do I find them? That's a lot tougher. And I don't even know, I don't even know how to do that. I'm in a very different position because I've got, um, I've got, you know, tons and tons of, uh, of followers on right twitter so if i needed the designer or developer i would say i need a rails developer <laughs>
1: right, and i would out. get 50
0: people right away who are all beyond qualified so i don't really know i don't really know would you post a job posting maybe are there characteristics that you look for that uh, that you look for that demonstrates someone will be engaged in the project
1: see i think that's what he's ta- he or she or they are talking about um more from a hiring aspect of how do you choose good people? That's what I think.
0: Yeah. Um, you, can, you can do a lot by word of mouth if you, if you have that. If you can go to somebody uh, and, and, and find their resume and, uh, and, and look at it and then go back and say, oh, you know what? This person, knows, I, know, I know a couple of people at that company. I mean, a lot of it's word of mouth, a lot of it's connection, yeah. or, or finding that somebody that you want to potentially work with has worked on a project that you're familiar with and you can, you can reach back to that project. I think it's perfectly fine to check somebody's references. If someone says, oh, I want to work on your project, I did these other projects, cool, can I have their information? I want to contact yeah, them, and, to them and talk to you about it. That it especially when it's your money. You know, it's if you work for a company that has hundreds and hundreds of employees and you want to hire someone and give them a chance, that's fine. But if this is literally your money that comes right out of your bank you. account, yeah. You you need to do that kind of due diligence. I have made so many hiring mistakes, not because the people were terrible people, but because they wound up not exactly being a uh a Who they fit. presented to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's when they came out, it's like, okay, they were different. From what it seemed like in the interview, you know, in the 20, 30 minutes that you get to talk to them one-on-one, they were different. You know, another bit of advice that I would recommend is when you're starting out with somebody new and you want to bring them in on the project... You know, it's very tempting to want to say to them something like, oh, man, this is awesome. Yeah, you're, you know, we're on board. You get excited about it. It's better to hold back and give them something small to do. So, for example, if you're having, uh, if you want an entire website designed, yeah, design is a bad one. Let's say you want to, um, let's say you want the the back end to a database built out and you need like an aspect of like a really good login and authentication system. Well, instead of saying you're hired to build the whole website, say, could you build our login component and then let them right. build that one piece. And then it's a short, sweet, simple thing that like, and this like is built
1: test, run. like a test run, a test yeah. project.
0: And did, did they build what we wanted? Did it work? Was they it as good as I was it hoping in on, time. Was it on time? Yeah. So
1: did they ask a lot of questions? Did they ask no questions? Right. So I would say, I mean, I don't know. I've never hired someone for this specific kind of project that it seems like they're working on.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. It is. Uh, but anyway, I I hope we helped. Yeah. Heidi, do we have a sponsor? Do we have our first first sponsor of the year? Yep. No, it's we, not. It's not <laughs>
1: of the entire year of 2017. Uh, it's higher loop.
0: Higher loop.
1: Higher loop is a tool to help make filling an open position less stressful See, for employers. they just can go right there. See, they surpassed us and said, "We're not going to listen to what you guys came up with. We're just going to go straight to higher loop to Why find not? this person. Do it." Uh, hiring can be a very tedious process. Don't you agree, Dan?
0: You, yes.
1: And uh, it's not the most enjoyable part. Like whenever you and I have to to hire somebody new. It's like a month-long or longer thing.
0: The reason HireLoop exists, they have one mission. They have one purpose. Okay? Hiring is inefficient. Here's what they're not. Let me be clear about this. Because when you hear us talking about HireLoop, I guarantee you there's people in their cars right now, people walking their dogs like, great, another job board. They are not, (laughs) not... A job board. They, their goal is to make hiring efficient. They help you keep track of applicants in one single organized place.
1: That's amazing.
0: You post your open position on any job board you like. And then the, the applicants send an email to your custom hire loop email address. Oh, yeah. And they handle that. They handle the rest. It just happens, you know. I remember, weren't there some travel sites out there where, like, when you'd get your flight reservation, you just forward it to the site, and yeah. they would like, "Here's your itinerary, Mister Benjamin." Right, and they would and they'd it, and it would show your flight, and yeah, this is like what's happening but for for, uh, for right, hiring people. It's
1: basically so that I don't have to put all of the, our applicants. I have to print every. Everybody's oh, resume out. Then I have to like get my color coded pens and I have to get my stupid folder and put Nightmare. them in the, the maybe folder and then like keep track of who I talk to. And no, 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 no.
0: This handles all of that. Good. You don't need to worry about it anymore. You're done. Once you do this, you're done. I like this company. This is the kind of company, if I were the kind of person that invested, I would be investing in loop well, good because this is a huge huge problem that we have gone through you're going to get a thousand resumes for your one job posting right you know what I mean you're going to get and a
1: lot of them are not going to be correct most of them will be bad
0: <laughs> so anyway here's what you do you go to hire loop hire, H-I-R-E, hireloop.io slash quit hireloop.io slash quit you go there you try it out and uh, that'll give us Credit for sending. Yep, always. I don't see why any hiring manager is going to waste their time doing it the old way. Well, I got a thousand emails now. I can't do any of them. So just I'm going to hire. I'll I interview del- the first right. five people.
1: <laughs> right, those are the first five. Delete the rest. Oh well.
0: Yeah.
1: Hireloop.io. But I, what I like
0: about it is you can list your open position anywhere. You can use any right, job you don't board have you want. To just
1: do Monster.com or then whatever. Then you review
0: your applicants and check this out. You're paying. The way it works is you're going to pay per posting. Not per hire. Oh,
1: okay. I like so that. So that's
0: nice. It's set up in, in, in because if, if so like you if wind you up saying, like, you know what, I was only planning to hire one person, I'm going to hire three now.
1: Or I'm looking for, this for one 50 posting. developers right? you're you're instead of just one. You're not paying 50 times. Yeah, that would really suck.
0: And here's the best part. Here's my favorite part. When you're done after you found your perfect candidate or candidates, you mark the position as closed. Then when new people come in and are still, because in six months, there's still going to be people, I saw your posting, because what happens is <laughs> right. other job scrape. boards scrape the other, the, the job board where you put it, but it takes them months to get there, and then they don't shut it down when you actually close it off, so right. you'll still get emails years later. Okay. These guys now, they will respond with a general notification. It's like, I'm so sorry, but the position it's is closed. They do that for you.
1: You don't even have to tell you them to do
0: to. it? No, you mark the thing as closed, then it's done.
1: Oh, that's so nice.
0: And existing applicants also get notified nicely that, I'm sorry, you didn't make the cut, you are a horrible human, right? and we hate you. No, they don't say it like that. They say it really <laughs> They're much nicer. Much nicer. That's how, that's how not to say it, I guess.
1: That's if you ran HireLoop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's why HireLoop is there, so people like me don't, don't send- send emails. Yeah, disappointing emails. <laughs> HireLoop.io slash quit. Go and, check it out. Uh,
1: you'll get a free credit. Towards, you get a free credit? Yep, free credit towards their professional features.
0: Did you ever hear that uh thank you Hire Loop.
1: Thank you Hire Loop.
0: Did you ever do you remember that um freecreditreport.com?
1: freecreditreport.com Yeah, whenever you say yeah.
0: free credit, that's what I Yeah. That's pretty much what I think of. Is that weird?
1: No. Same day delivery. Also, we hung those panels super crooked.
0: <laughs> what the panel, the sound yeah, panels? Yeah, I feel
1: like I'm sliding down on the ramp. <laughs>
0: Is that what you think about while we're doing the show? Our well, sound panels.
1: Well, they're very, they're angled.
0: Mm. All right. Instead of uh, there's more, uh, there's more emails to do. But I, I know we have some topics, and before just that, a couple quick- I want to just share with the listeners the other kinds of email that we get on the oh, show. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Uh, this is this email is from Ibs, Ibs Hyder. Hey five by five. Hey. Hey five by five. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, five, by five. I wanted to check in with you to see if you happened to catch my message I sent around three days ago. Wanted to see if there may be a few opportunities where you are looking to add a guest to the show. Myself and my partner are amped and ready to go. Happy face. Let me know if we may have the honor to be on quit. Cheers. Ibs. I get so many emails like that.
1: That are just like totally form- Oh, that's another thing we should talk about. And, and
0: you know what? Uh, let me. This same email, okay, has come in, and and here's the funny part, is that they send this same email, asking about being on quit, with the subject line "Adding value to quit listeners." Oh, they sent it to uh to one two three four five different shows, back to work road work quit and another show. Wow. Same email, all ref- all referring to quit.
1: They just really want to get in there, you know. I mean, that's how important. But it's it the is same
0: email. I know. Hey, five by five. All right, so let's go to one of your topics. I know you've collected some.
1: Uh, well, I was also going to say another thing we should talk about is uh people's rage that comes out uh, when they think that something's a form letter.
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) Would you like to tell this story? I think you should tell it.
1: Yes. I don't know how much to say.
0: Uh, I'll set it up. Okay. We, uh, in addition to being the amazing stars of this amazing podcast, Hattie and I... (laughs) This
1: is not all we do. Yes.
0: Hattie spends uh, much of her time uh, selling advertisements on this show and some of the other shows, all of the other shows on 5 by 5 and that involves a... More work than you would possibly imagine. Lots of back and forth, lots of emailing, lots of phone calls, lots of coordination and scheduling and, and spreadsheets. and uh, So many
1: spreadsheets, you have no idea.
0: <laughs> lots of work. And uh, so we have... How, do you, how long have you been working here? Oh, Almost five years?
1: Almost five, I think, in August.
0: Okay. So long enough that if I were to say to you, for example, <laughs> we're a company called Hire Loop, and we help people... Uh, managing uh, hiring managers find employees in a nice way you might say something like wow this would be a perfect fit for two or three of our shows you get it you might say you know what put them on quit i think they should be on back to work too and maybe there's a another show that maybe big web show big web show right this would be perfect for those shows you're gonna know that
1: yeah Especially if there's also a company that's similar to that that's already running on several other shows right. that we know
0: that does continues well. to buy more right. more sponsorships, right? <laughs> they keep coming back because it's working, right? So recently, uh, you got an, an email, right? Yes, from a
1: a regular old inquiry. You a company
0: know, saying,
1: "Hey, we do this. We
0: do this. Uh,
1: you know, send us your pricing and tell us what's going on. Like, how do we sponsor?
0: And how did you respond? To and that? I
1: responded uh, the way that I frequently do, uh, since I have to respond to about fifteen of these or more a day. <laughs> right? Uh, it's not a form letter, but I I have my wording down. You know, I have a couple of things, snippets that I have that that go into the email, text expander snippets. But but the the email itself is not a form letter." Um, but it's, you know, it's, oh, this is great. Um, I checked out your site looks awesome. I think there'll be really good fit, uh, on a few of our shows. Um, you know, this is what's included in an ad. Um, basically all the regular stuff you would send out. And, and then, and did, yeah. Was
0: this just a cut and paste job? Do you use text expander to, oh, and to write for On a couple of
1: pieces, but the rest is all just me typing. Yeah. Right.
0: and, and. I remember you telling me about it when it came in, and you said, "Oh, this sponsor is like this other sponsor that we had worked with, and um, you think we could work with them?" I said, "Yes, you know, as long as they're not the same ad on the same right. show and not be you know, that kind of stuff." And uh, and I and and so you wrote this email saying, "I think it'd be a good match." The the I guy was very
1: I was very pleasant and positive. The and guy responds, Hattie, with the most terse. I think the first line of the email was my favorite. Can we say it? Yes, yeah, say it. Okay. The first line of the email is that I get back almost eleven, maybe an hour later. Hi, that's some interesting canned first email. That was the that's the first line. I do not read yeah. the whole thing, but anyway, it goes on, and they he's very upset that. That how would I know? How,
0: how, how could, could he you possibly, possibly know what his his company, blah, 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 blah. company could do? There is no way <laughs> that you could possibly understand what his company is by looking at his website... And reading it and spending and 15 being, minutes researching it. There is no way. And it is doing so, this for
1: four and a half years. So much. So y- every day. You, Hattie. Five y- days a week.
0: Y- there's no way eight a, a, a day. small-minded pe- people like us
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no. could
0: possibly figure out what his business is and if it would be a good match for a few of the also, shows. Also, when no I way. said
1: thanks, I'm excited that you're interested in sponsoring 5x5. Uh, his response oh, right, right, right. was, I have no idea what 5x5 is spelled <laughs> wrong. Uh, I have no idea what it has to do with anything.
0: Right. Now, listen, not everybody is as enlightened as we are and knows what 5x5 is. That's fine. But the shows that he was, we thought inquiring about were 5x5 shows.
1: Because, yeah.
0: That's how he got in touch with us. Is through the 5x5. It's so bizarre to me. (sighs) And so I she forwarded the email. I'm like, to I don't me. even know what to she do with this. Email I just to forwarded me. it to <laughs> And I wrote back and I said I said I said, listen, I'm I said I'm 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 sorry. I said uh this wasn't a canned email. Hattie wrote this and I was I'm involved in this too. I said, but I can tell by the tone of your email that uh that this is probably not a good fit and um you know, I'm sorry, and, and best of luck. Right. And he wrote back and says, "I can tell by the tone of your email." <laughs> and at that point, I just deleted right, just it. Like deleted I'm done. Like, like I'm I can't out. spend any more cycles on this guy.
1: <laughs> but also, like, why would that be your first? Like, that's your like, go-to don't you emotion. Want to make
0: people work with you,
1: <laughs> apparently not. Isn't
0: your goal to have? Like, he wrote, "Well, I uh, want to work with also, you." wouldn't it be cool to work with right, them,
1: each other? He wrote to us. Right, he wrote to us. <laughs>
0: I just, I don't, I don't get it. It makes no sense
1: to me. I don't get it. But you know, there's a lot of people who that same day when I wrote a very, very similar email to someone else, they were like, oh my gosh, this is so helpful. Thank you so much. Uh, You know, you've gone above and beyond. Like, (laughs) how can I get these two emails from like basically the same email? I don't know. Yeah. It's. It was interesting. But
0: you know, but this is, I think the lesson in here is. So you don't know,
1: have an attitude. That well, be, and then, and then you didn't you look up?
0: Didn't you look up the guy's name and you saw his picture and you're like, yeah. I can just I tell get everything it. about. I mean, and that's the thing is like, don't don't you want your? I want my interactions that I have with people when they come away from it. I want them to feel like either happy or that they learned something, or maybe maybe in some way we challenge them to think about something, but in general, like positive usually You just want walk
1: away from that conversation going, I don't feel angry, sad, upset, <laughs> right. depressed, or any of the other feelings. I just feel good.
0: And you know, like it's possible- Or even
1: neutral. It's
0: possible that he was having just a bad day. Right. But you need to have the foresight to say, you know what, I'm having a bad day. I probably shouldn't- eat, I, probably I probably shouldn't, shouldn't email right any. now. But it's so frustrating because Hattie's truly—you are one of the nicest human beings in the whole world. Well, and that's why
1: it always throws me off and makes me laugh because I'm like,
0: like it's outside. I don't even know how
1: you could take my email as a negative email.
0: It's <laughs> outside of your being to be to be mean or to to even send a canned response like that. Just doesn't. It's so not you.
1: I have three exclamation points in that email in the initial email.
0: <laughs> yeah. It just happiness.
1: It's nice to meet you. Thank you for your interest. I can't wait to work with you. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, that triggered something in him. Right. What
0: was the trigger? Maybe
1: it's just because maybe that came off too nice. And in his world, he was like, there's no way anyone can be this nice. It must be a computer. Right. <laughs> this I'm is... a computer.
0: Right. <laughs> it triggered something. In it him.
1: did. It did. It really did. So I'm sorry, sir.
0: And, you know, the other the other reaction that I got was when I had have turned sponsors down saying, I don't think they might be the, a good fit for the audience. Nothing against them. But I would say, you know, I don't think that we have any shows that would really
1: hit your wrestling uh, needs. Right.
0: Like give her a, a good return on your investment. Right. Um, right, you're
1: not going to lie to them.
0: Right. I'm not going to say, yeah, you know, sponsor our shows knowing like <laughs> they're going to suck. Wow. They're not give gonna, us money. And like I account, want it to right. be beneficial, and this is something I think everyone can think about when they're doing when they're doing business or setting out to do business. It's got to be if you have a client or a customer, it has to be mutually beneficial. You know, it has to be something that that they're going to win and you're going to win, as opposed to one it's uneven and, and one side gets more than the other. That that just doesn't work. It doesn't work long term. It can kind of work short term, but. People need to be happy about something. You want to get those kinds of unsolicited testimonials. Like one of the best things that ever happened so far in the, the short history of Fireside so far since launching it was I had somebody go in and write a blog post just about how much they liked using it. And they thought Aww. they think it was great. They thought it was better. And they're blogging about it saying, wow, this is this is so much better than anything else I've used. Like you couldn't possibly pay someone to write I mean you could right. pay someone to write a review but not that but it kind would never review. sound
1: genuine like that
0: and like the fact that you get to create something or do something that that makes someone feel good or that increases their bottom line or something that's pretty cool yeah what was your next topic you had to, a couple things I the thought next the next topic do you want to um, do the one with the clothing
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Or does me, that one too?
0: Should we do the other one no, first? No, I
1: can do that one first. Uh, it's another post that I found on uh, LinkedIn, which is apparently just a treasure trove of quit topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I have no idea how to link to it. Uh, so I screenshotted it. I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> um, there is a uh, senior recruitment specialist, which is, sounds like a pretty cool job just in general. Should I say, I don't know yeah, say this it. person. It's, it's If
0: they pub, if they,
1: they published, published it. it and it's public and it's anyone It's a can friend see it, of a friend, so I don't know who they yeah, are. Do it. But, uh, Michael.
0: Michael De- Corleone. De-
1: right, Corleone. Corleone. No, that's from <laughs> You're confusing
0: Selfridges. Godfather with Mr. With Selfridge, Selfridge now. Which is very, <laughs> very different
1: shows. Um, <laughs> but he is
0: kind of like a gangster. Turning I know, into a gangster he, this and, season. And
1: they chose that name for a reason. Anyway. Uh, Making a new hire feel not only welcome for their first day, uh, but that they have made the absolute best choice coming to your company is huge. We spend hours, weeks, sometimes many months working with a prospective candidate to be hired, only to have them join day 1 and their computer doesn't work, desk isn't set up, nobody knows who you are or what you're doing, and nobody says good morning. Blows my mind. Think about how you like to feel when joining a new company and team. Now make that happen for your new hire. It will go long, it will go a long way. And uh, it's a picture of a new hire's desk. Dan, I'm showing it to you. Yep tell me what's on what's on it just
0: it looks like they've got a, a a sweatshirt or a hoodie they've got a cool hat they've got uh a laptop which has the uh company like logo sticker on it uh looks like maybe a mouse pad a t-shirt
1: all like this stuff stacked swag. up on their desk yeah. yeah big time and uh you know it's just it's interesting because Making someone feel comfortable and at home, especially on their first day in a new place, that can kind of set the tone for how the company is as a whole, what kind of attitude they have towards new people or how they – like if they immediately treat you as, as family like, or even just as, you know, someone that they trust and that they're excited to have on the team, that can make a really big difference. Um, so – you know, if we, we a lot of the times we talk to people that are trying to trying to get hired, but I think today we're going to talk about people that are are the hiring and how to make your new hire feel good.
0: Yeah, it's so. And why
1: that's important?
0: Yeah, I mean, if I think it's a, lot, a little bit easier with a really small company where there's just a handful of people when you join you know, it's like everyone's sitting there probably in the same room or in a couple rooms (laughs) and you're talking to each other and you're right away, you're fully involved and you're, uh, you're part of it. And then, you know, when back in, in the old days, I remember when I worked, I worked for several very large companies. They had all the resources in the world to do whatever they wanted to do. But this is back in the day when, You know, people were sort of expected to feel grateful for their job as opposed to the employer doing everything they can to retain your talent. You know, it was that was not the attitude. Right. The employer should be begging you to work there and thrilled that you're happy and doing whatever they can to to make you happy. And you also
1: should be doing everything you can to make your new employer
0: happy. You know, like I
1: think it should be a trade off. I don't think. Yeah.
0: So. Back in the in the old days, though, it wasn't like that. It's like, well, you know, like, if you don't want to work here, I'll find someone else who can, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, like, you would go to work and, like, there'd be a workstation at your desk running, you know, Windows NT and, like, or Windows XP. And, like, you'd have a little, someone, an IT person walk over and be like, okay, here's your login. Like, get, you know, let me right. know if you have any problems. That
1: doesn't make you feel very part of something. Right.
0: And then like the manager would come by and like, oh, if you need supplies, a supply cabinets, you know, down the hall over there. And you'd go and you grab a, you know, a couple pens and some pencils and some paper and a stapler. And like, <laughs> that was it.
1: Fun new day at yeah. work. I mean, that was
0: how <laughs> many of my jobs started, started out. Yeah. And these were companies that, you know, they might've paid well and they were big, but you never felt like you were part of anything. And I think that's really changed now. And we, we make jokes a lot on this show about, having uh you know like
1: ping pong tables ping pong and,
0: tables and you know a beer tap. But I think spending and, your money
1: on something like this to make new hires feel more welcome is so so much more so much a better use of your money than a ping pong table because I
0: totally agree.
1: I think a ping pong table that doesn't that doesn't really mean anything but like walking in and having like your space set up with things that people have that it makes you feel thought about as an individual buy that new company instead of just oh you're our new developer okay
0: exactly i mean there's something about swag that people just like there's something Mm -hmm. about having a cool hat or a cool t-shirt or did it look like one of the things was a north face that they branded? yeah it
1: looks like a north face and then there's like a hoodie there's a um like uh what are the men's like a baseball hat with the flat Brim and the yeah. sticker. Yeah, like baseball cap, Got yeah. one of those. Mouse pad. It looks like a display and a bunch of other things. So I don't know, but it, it
0: it's cool. I would love that. And, you know, like, again, like, it's those little things that right. can make someone, especially in a bigger company, feel like they're part of something come and sit down at your desk and here's your new computer but
1: right and this here's company this is a giant stuff. company so you have
0: to do that yeah. and that's the thing that amazes me is it's always the big companies that don't do such a good job of that Right. they're the ones that have the money to go and get uh, custom printed embossed notebooks with cool pens and you know like they can do all of that and then they don't do it right you know and then you see these little companies that are struggling you know or that just don't have an abundance of money and you're They're like, like
1: printing mugs and t-shirts printing mugs and everything, and t-shirts <laughs> and doing
0: everything anyway you know it's the same thing i've told this story before but it's it's super relevant when i was delivering pizza back in uh high school uh at, for domino's pizza there were sort of two sides of the the routes that we had one was on one side of the tracks where the like blue collar people worked and one was on the other side where it was all like white collar super high-end super expensive you know uh Mercedes and everything else and the other side was like you know for regular Pinto. people yeah. yeah and consistently I would get a much, much better tip. Can not not occasionally, um pretty much every time. I would get a better tip and nicer people on the uh poor side of the tracks, if you want to call it poor. Uh on that side of the tracks than I would on the other side. I had I had more times than not I was given change, you know, Pennies and right. nickels, or and like dimes. whatever
1: the change is. I handed you a twenty, and it was eighteen, six, sixteen dollars, eighteen dollars.
0: More like nineteen dollars and seventy-five cents,
1: <laughs> and then whatever's and they, left, they give you, you a twenty.
0: <laughs> Whereas on the other side, they would give you three, four, five dollar tips. um I mean, it was a completely different because those are right. people who understood the that value of the job that I was tips. doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they understood that this was a hard job. And that I was working hard, and that I needed the money, the other people were so distanced from that that they it was no like idea. you're like the delivery boy, like what Did do we even need? tip right do right. you need to tip for them what's tipping? why would I tip you didn't do anything right and uh and and so I think in in the same way, you know this goes back to to that kind of situation that if if you're dealing with a small company, an entrepreneur, somebody who's starting something up, a little company like that, they full on understand that being an employee matters. Nobody understands more about being an employee than a small business owner, because the reason they started their small business, like the person who emailed us earlier, the reason they started that small business is because they were unhappy as an employee, right, you know, but if you 're receiving your welcome kit. Uh, from an employee of an employee of a big company. These are not people who understand that. So I, th- I thought, just thought that was a really good find. I'm glad you yeah. shared that.
1: Yeah, I liked that. Why
0: don't we do our second sponsor before we yeah. get to your next topic? Our second sponsor is... Uh, One of our our longest sponsors, our biggest sponsors, uh, Squarespace. Thank you to Squarespace.
1: Oh, Squarespace.
0: They have come out with this whole – you should see. Hattie will send this, this. You
1: thought it was all part of the read, but it's not.
0: I do it as all part of the read. Yeah, you like to. Am I supposed to just pick one? Yeah. Because they have this new thing that they've come out with, which is make your next move. But it's not just make your next move. It's make your next website, right? Make something amazing with Squarespace. It could be a beautiful website. You can go get a unique domain now because they're, I mean, you've always been able to register through them, but now they are a full on uh, domain name registration company. You can go there and you can just get a domain name. Even if you don't want a Squarespace site, doesn't matter, right? Get whatever you want while you're there. But if you do decide to create a website, there are beautiful award-winning designer templates there. You can get a beautiful website up and running in the shortest amount of time. You wouldn't even believe it realistically, from start to finish, you can sit down, you can log into the site. You're not even putting in a credit card. You just log into the site, look at their templates. That's what's going to take you the longest is trying to decide. <laughs> because which, they're all so because, beautiful. Yes, they're really good. They're really, really attractive. You're going to have to pick one. That's the hard part. You can change it as much as you want. You can change it any anytime you want. But getting and saying, all right, fine, I'll pick this one.
1: Right, you're like, oh my God, That's I've narrowed it down part. to five or more. Right. And you're like, now I don't even know.
0: <laughs> That's what takes time. But if you were to just pick the first one and just go to the next step, you'd have a site, even with the domain name registration and everything, you could have this whole thing running in 15 minutes. Yep. From, from I have no website to, to- I have a website. I have a website and a custom domain and like I'm setting up e-commerce and selling right, stuff. Right, I can
1: already start shipping things.
0: It's really amazing. And this is not an exaggeration. And you know what? You may not need a website right now. But I guarantee you that you know somebody who is in the process of starting something. Or you know what? Maybe they're getting married. Maybe their kid is yep. graduating. Maybe they're, um, you know, like you did maybe for your sister. Maybe they need a resume site. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's so many things you can do with Squarespace. Go check it out. Squarespace.com. And you can use the offer code QUIT and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. And it also shows your support for, for QUIT. So it's a wonderful thing. Very Pass important. the code along. And uh, we sure do appreciate their support. You can go to Squarespace, squarespace squarespace.com, and just tell them thank you. Type in in, at the top, say thank you. Just type that in. Thank you.
1: Also, we love Quit.
0: Yeah. Thanks to Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and the Quit Show.
1: Thank you, Squarespace.
0: So... What's your last topic? Uh,
1: my last topic is uh, an article. Hold on, wait. Did I send this to you? Here, there. Mm-hmm. Follow along with me. All right. Uh, uh, it was an article on the Independent, uh, and it is titled "Millennials Are Struggling at Work Because Their Parents Quote Gave Them Medals for Coming Last."
0: We should open the show with this because this is one of my big themes. I know. Medals.
1: Uh, it's medals. It's pretty. Apparently, there's this guy. His name. He's a motivational speaker and author, uh, Simon Sinek. I think mm-hmm. is how you say it. I his think name? it's right. But apparently, he's like the most outspoken critic against uh, uh, of Gen Y. So,
0: well, I love it, and uh, and he he did he's done a bunch of things. Uh, one of the things he did this video on millennials, and has over listen to this 56 million views on just Facebook.
1: That's insane.
0: And what he was basically what he puts out there is that our parenting skills—he's
1: talking to parents of of millennials, millennials, I think. Yeah,
0: that our parenting skills, combined with social media, and then working environments and impatience Mm -hmm. of the of the millennials, I guess, have created a generation plagued by low self esteem. But he has answers. You see, he has a solution. He doesn't just have complaints. Uh, He's forty three years old but what he says is that a parents of millennials have raised this is a quote have uh, have now realized that their well-intentioned parenting parenting strategy strategies wow <laughs> strategies may have backfired and uh he says quote it was a time this is he's talking about back in the uh in 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 the old days um It was a time when greed was good and parents raised their kids, encouraging them to be individual and put themselves first. Uh, Whilst really great in theory, parents were also pushing their kids to get top grades, focus on rankings and make money, which left them conflicted. Cynic knows of millennials who've gone to their bosses asking for a promotion, but openly saying that they only want the title, not a pay raise. The reason is that many millennials feel the need to show on Facebook and LinkedIn that they're rising through the ranks quicker than anyone else. Seeing a peer get a promotion inevitably creates stress that your career isn't progressing fast enough.
1: I feel like there's this intense, intense uh, pressure on people my age uh, of comparing yourself to others, even more so that it than existed before hmm. because now you can actually follow people's everyday steps with Snapchat stories or uh Facebook posts or Instagram posts or LinkedIn and you can you you don't hear about somebody's promotion just through the grapevine, you know, 5 years down the line, oh, you're VP of sales, very cool. It's like You get notified when they get the (laughs) the promotion, right? And then you see them parting with champagne bottles the next next night, you know, and inviting all their friends out. Like that's that's a lot of pressure.
0: He believes the pendulum has swung too far the other way while older generations may have felt chained to their desks. Many millennials leave work on the dot of 5 p.m. every day and refuse to answer work calls or emails over the weekend. This attitude is one of the reasons we have a reputation for entitlement. The person writing this is clearly a millennial. Clearly yes. referring to we. Uh, but that's interesting. You know, the, the whole entitlement aspect Studies show may show that millennial generation reports having high self-esteem, but that largely includes narcissism and extrinsic, extrinsic rewards, reporting that you're self-confident and being self-confident are not the same thing. I thought Sinec that was an interesting out. quote. And uh, he,
1: Oh, and then the, the feedback. It says, millennials say they want feedback at work, but what they really want is praise and to be told they're doing well. When you give them negative feedback, they cry or quit.
0: Right. But it's true. Yeah. Cynic's favorite example is on Father's Day when millennials <laughs> post pictures on Instagram of them as children with their dads, but their dads don't even use a social network. He says, just call your dad. Yeah, it, just call that's your dad. funny. It's the weirdest thing for you me. You
1: know, it's, it's because it's more about, look, I care about my father instead of actually caring about your father. Luckily, my father does use Instagram. Yeah, he's,
0: so. he's totally on it.
1: Both my parents do.
0: But this is a great article. It's a, it's a long article and you should uh, you should all get on there and, and, and read it. I think it he does a pretty good job of breaking things down. But one of the one things that, that he talks about that I we refer to on this show as grit is he said that uh, social media has created an incredibly impatient generation – who wants everything immediately. What's more, millennials don't stick at anything for long enough, according to him, whether mm-hmm. a job or a relationship. Here's a quote from him. If you have a new boyfriend every six months, would you really have the joy of love in a relationship? He asks me. Having never managed to stick with any one guy for even that long, completely proving his point, I can't really answer. That's really Millennials want something right now. Fast and,
1: food children, you know? Right. And,
0: and you, they're not giving anything a chance.
1: Right. Or they feel like they are, but, but because they're so impatient, they're not actually giving it a chance. And, uh, yeah.
0: he says, he, he's, he says, yes, but there's so much more time. than you think 24 year olds think they can't waste another month of their lives if they're not changing the world. Yep. Yep. But it takes time. Do you feel, do you feel that kind of thing?
1: Um, sometimes, uh, in the sense of like, you're, you feel very aware of time, um,
0: I was talking to my nine-year-old son last night and uh, I was telling him how it seems like just yesterday that, you know, I was cutting his umbilical cord and, uh, <laughs> you know, and I said then five minutes later he was walking, five minutes after that he's going to school and in about five minutes from I now you'll computer. be driving a car. Yeah. And he's like, does it really seem that fast? I said... Yeah, kind of it does, you Time know. Time
1: gets if I could go back and tell myself something, I would say relish like, "Oh, I've been sitting in English class for what feels like an hour and a half right. and it's been about 15 minutes." Like, that you will not feel like that again for the rest of your life. Time right. only speeds up. Right. And it just gets faster and faster. And then you look up and you're like, oh, my God, two years have gone by. Right. You know, things like right. that. I've it's... been at
0: this desk for five years now. Or you're wow. like,
1: I'll do it this weekend. But then you realize you're like, wait, I can't do it this weekend. I'll do it next weekend. So you do it next weekend. But then it gets pushed out again. And then you look up and you're like, it's December. And now I have to wait until next summer to go do the thing that I was wanted to do.
0: <laughs> and you, as, as I'm reading this article...
1: There's another good quote in here that I want to oh, read, too. Oh,
0: uh, do that first.
1: Oh, uh, it just says, he said, I, I absolutely applaud millenni- millennials and everyone who wants to have an impact. My concern is that saying we want to make an impact is so broad, it's not helpful. Millennials need to find out what kind of impact they want to have. Then they'll be able to find a workplace right for them. I thought that was very
0: interesting. It is very interesting. What I was saying is on the, uh, on the on the side...
1: Yeah.
0: Um... In the in the you know other features and things like that, there's a section called sponsored features. This site is uh, the independent.co.uk, and in there it, it says and there's a science to this, but they have five best bikes for beginners.
1: Uh-huh, I have that
0: one too. And so, when you <laughs> click that, it still keeps you on on the independent website and and I'll tell you why I'm reading this in a second. So you go to the article 5 best bikes for beginners. Looking for your first and you can tell you can tell these people are so British because uh-huh. the way they write. Looking for your first cycle but don't oh. know where to turn. We've searched out the best buys with these recommendations. And there there's so much here that I could that I have a problem with, but like how 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 and why are they qualified to tell me what are the best right. bikes on here? I mean, what so like if you were to look at the wire cutter, it would say in the beginning why should you trust us? And it would say right. the the author of you know writing it has spent the last eighteen years in such and such a field using these kinds of devices, uh-huh. and this is where their opinion comes from. Like it it comes from a very clear and specific kind of thing. It's not it's not just like. Well, I tried one out and I liked it. No, it's like very specific <laughs> right. to like, yes, this is a uh this is a thing that I know about and do what qualifies the independent to tell me. It says, here are the five best buys on the market right now. Boardman CX comp. This is actually a cyclocross off-road bike, but it's so versatile versatile that you can tackle pretty much any terrain on it, making it a great option for those who want to try. How is that a best bike for a beginner?
1: Well, also think about this too. I don't know if you saw the second to last little sponsored feature box, but two two down from the best five best bikes for beginners is I'm riding for a fitter future with my son. So what you're supposed to do is glance at this and you're reading like five best bikes for beginners. I don't ride a bike. And then it's like, I'm riding for a fitter future with my son. I need to be more more in shape. Right. Oh my gosh, I've been wasting our life. What if we could bike together? (laughs) What bike do I get? There are the five best bikes. I like, I already know, I see it. But you
0: know, what's interesting about it is, and this is maybe a millennial thing. I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there is this this culture on the internet. I think it specifically focused on millennials, but I think it appeals to any internet user. uh, But it seems like the attitude is everyone needs help doing everything. That the the instant response that I have seen in some millennials is, I don't know the answer. I'm just going to go look it up. This article said to do that. I did it. It worked. That's it. it yep. in, instead of teaching self-reliance of, I'll go and figure this out. See, my generation right. was very you much. You didn't
1: have anything we didn't have to go the and internet. look it up. <laughs> we didn't
0: have, you know, you're going to go to the library and look it up in the encyclopedia. Good luck with that. You know, it was more like, well, I've got to figure this out on my yeah. own. So the fact that, oh, we, we're the Internet's out, like, I still have plenty of answers of how to do these things. <laughs> right. You know, and I and I think there is this re, reliance by millennials on
1: on mother Internet, mother
0: Internet <laughs> yeah. title, I think, uh, to to provide answers. Well, what look, look, this girl in South Carolina did it like this. I'm just going to do it like that. And I remember the first thing that when I started to find, of course, in the geek world, there were lots of tutorials of like, here's how to get this thing installed right. on, your web- on your server. Yes. Um, but then but those I start- were
1: not opinions on how to do it. It was this is how to do it. Right.
0: <laughs> and then there were like recipes that would come out. And right. I remember the early, early on the web, there were recipes. And that was a big thing you could do. Like, I would like to make this kind of dinner. And, oh, here's a recipe I found and I'll try it. But it's gone to the point now where like everything is
1: yeah i you mean wiki how well,
0: yeah wiki how and everything else and 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 things that like things you could figure out but what i fear we're doing is we're actually tell and and look at the whole culture of watching other people play video games on twitch and elsewhere play the game i say this to my son all the time like he's sitting there on youtube and whatever watching someone else play a game i'm like just you have the game
1: Play it. Just
0: play the game. Well, I want to watch this guy. He's really good. I'm like, well, you could be really good if you if you played kept it.
1: playing, right.
0: Yeah, but I just I want to see the final boss. I'm Like, well, you gotta earn the final boss. Right, like
1: we had to I had no idea what was at the end of a game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I i think there's this culture of like, show me. Do it for me. Um Or
1: let me see a preview first. Let
0: me see a preview first or
1: before I invest any I don't of wanna, my time. I don't
0: want to just try it myself and maybe discover something new. I we just follow can't the be, other way to
1: circle all back around. Can't be wasting time.
0: Right. Can't waste time like figuring out something that someone else has already done.
1: Yeah, it's
0: You know how many I mean a good example is like with the podcasting setup that we have here. When I started this in 2007, 2008, there was no podcasting guide anywhere. There right, there was there no podcast really,
1: method to be like this is what you should do. Yeah,
0: there aren't a whole lot of good ones. Uh, out there right now but you know there are a lot of places to find information or talk about it or learn about it and things like that but it it can be really really tough to just say you know what i'm going to spend time and money and try and figure this thing out on my own why would you do that when there's thousand answers on google right but i think i think we're going you know i remember reading a uh, science fiction story when i was a little boy that talked about it had like a visitor from the future, and apparently the I forget the story or who wrote it of course, but he had he had come from a thousand years in the future, but he had visited ten thousand years in the future uh-huh. before he came back to what was present day, even though he was from the future right and He was saying, oh, I've traveled far in the future, and we as a species, we have become completely dependent on our machines and on our computers, and we're nothing more than button pushers now. All Mm -hmm. we do is just – we just press a button and something happens, and if those machines break, there's no one alive who can fix them anymore. We press a
1: button that would fix – Right, but if something
0: breaks, we can't fix it. There's nothing that we can do anymore. Uh, Kind of crippling us. Yeah, and I feel like – you know that's i remember a friend of mine when uh he was in the process of selling his first house he was like looking at their bathroom and the caulk and other things around the um around the tub or whatever was like old and he's like well that's probably you know we're probably gonna lose some money on that i'm like you just like take 15 re-caulk minutes and re-caulk it. it." he's yeah. like why I uh, I wouldn't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I'm people like,
1: get very overwhelmed to, easily. I'm like, go to
0: Home Depot. There's a little tool that's for scraping caulk. It'll cost you two bucks. Then you, you get, get the a caulk. new tube of cock. Spend you know thirty minutes scraping off the old caulk and put the new one on and smooth it down with your finger. You wet your end right. of your finger and you smooth it down. Honestly,
1: I feel like that's very intimidating for. A lot I of people. learned how
0: to do that myself. When I saw that the cock was bad in one of my showers, I'm like, I gotta fix this. How do I do it? I went to Home Depot. And I asked the dude in there, and he's like, Get this. Put this on. Smear it you on said the it thing. Okay. <laughs> Worst thing that happens, do it again, or call someone to fix it. Like
1: you can easily. But he rip- was like,
0: he was like, the idea of him doing that was like, oh, I, I would never. Like, how, how do you do that? How do you learn how to do that? You can call someone out to do it. He's not millennial. He's my age, right? But I think. You know the response of a millennial now is actually good, and that they're like, "I bet you the internet I'm knows." Do, right,
1: and you know what? I'm not going to call anybody. I'm going to do it myself. Right. I'm going to let the I'm going to let the internet be my guy at Home Depot.
0: Right. So there's a positive right. to it.
1: I think. Yeah, I think there there are a lot like, but it and I think I, and I hope other millennials feel stupid like I do sometimes when I do have to Google things that that are very. Obvious uh or things that I'm like my grandmother would just she would just know how mm-hmm. to do this, mm-hmm. you know, but for me, I have to be like, how do you do it i uh, and like I'm aware of it that it's stupid, and but you know what? I read the article now I know how to do it I'll never have to look it up again done
0: and I love that, I love that i just I feel like I feel like th- that that people need to not be afraid to fail. Right, Not be afraid to not know how to do something, not be afraid to try it and have it not work and come up with a different solution. We'll leave it. We'll leave with that. Yep. I agree. Hattie is Hattie Bird on Twitter. H-A-D-D-I-E Bird on Twitter. I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. If you want to send in your thoughts or feedback or uh, problems we can try to help you with, please do. We love to get the feedback. We love to get the emails. We read them all and we will read them on the air. Uh, You can go to 5by5.tv slash contact, click the link for quit and send your emails there. We love to get it.
1: And if you don't want your name read, put it at the top.
0: Yeah. Why not? Because that's important.
1: Super important.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you. Again, show notes Listeners. are at 5by5.tv
0: five five slash quit. quit slash one o.
1: Oh. I think we're one oh, oh, we're...
0: I asked you earlier. I know, and I forgot, you forgot already. One o four. One o four. Thanks, everybody. Thanks also. To our sponsors, squarespace.com and
1: Hire Loop.
0: hireloop.io. Slash quit. Slash quit. See you next week.